Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I apologize for giving you a little bit of a late episode. I am in the thick of it, in the middle of National Grief Awareness Week and healing together through the holidays. And I just have to tell you, I am blown away. The speakers, I know how amazing they are. I have invited them here, Uh, but I am still blown away by their talks. They are so powerful. These topics are necessary. The world until now is unaware that it is National Grief Awareness Week, but my clients, the people who are getting these tickets are thanking me so much for providing this material. And if you have not heard yesterday live during the event, I announced a really special project Uh, This event isn't about me. It's not about grief hab. It is about all of the people in this world who are struggling with loss of some kind. And I want to take this time to thank each and every speaker who is taking time out of their life to share their stories uh, about whatever losses they've dealt with and how they have turned it around, found a way to heal and are inspiring others. Uh, These stories matter. There are invisible populations. I am not using my video because I have been on for seven hours a day, six, seven hours a day every day, but I'm reading from this gorgeous calendar, uh, 13 months of awareness days with in memoriam artwork designed by Kids Impacted by loss and grief themselves, I opened up to September 2024, which is National Suicide Prevention Month, World Alzheimer's Month, Deaf Awareness Month, National Recovery Month, Pain Awareness Month, Self-Care Awareness Month, World Animal Remembrance Month, Sexual Health Awareness Month, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, Leukemia and Lymphoma Awareness Month, National Service Dog Month. These are just some of the things we talked about today. If you're listening live, it is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. It's National Grief Awareness Week. You can still get tickets. The talks are available on Zoom live as they occur. The library is open 24 hours a day. You can access the recordings and the resources. All the speakers are giving you gifts Uh, and the library will be available. Currently, I'm making it available until March. I uh, I believe that I'll be changing that because as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at a picture drawn in memory of her brother by Melanie. Uh, There are so many awareness days. September 25th is National Psychotherapy Day and National Day of Remembrance for Murder Victims. Let's just talk about that. How many people in this world during National Grief Awareness Week are walking around who have lost someone to a murder? 
how many people are dealing with that and we don't talk about it. Am I saying that we should talk about it all day, every day? No, but what are some of the things that we talked about today during Healing Together through the holidays in honor of National Grief Awareness Week, an event that I've been planning for a year because last year as I went out to professional organizations to collaborate and say, let's do something for National Grief Awareness Week, no one knew it existed. This year, no one still knows that it exists as I have tried and tried to ask people and places and schools and organizations to hit edit and add this week to their calendars. And I could not get that done. Grief Hub has created a 13 month 2024 calendar uh, with all of these awareness days on them so that you can be more aware And when someone in your life who you know is dealing with some sort of loss, and we've discussed many of them, today's speakers began with Maggie Sullivan, who talked about losing her career and how that impacted her identity and her self-esteem. We followed that with Dr. Lucette, who talked about um, losing her mom while still having to take care of her dad and all of the things that went along with that being in different states and the paperwork and what's involved. We had a first responders panel. Some of the first responders couldn't be there because they were called out to deal with crises in real time, a real life, real time. Uh, one who I'm going to point out, Jamie Ayers, worked works with but dealt with the Oxford shootings in Oxford, Michigan and the Michigan State shooting uh, and is dealing with the aftermath over, you know, years later, a year later, these teens and young adults, some of who whom lost people in both of those shootings. Uh, we talked on that first responders panel about the first responders and what they go through and the support that they need and deserve and don't get call after call after call, day after day after day. Uh, We talked about the victims that they see and the support in this world that we need to provide more of. Uh, After that, I'm sorry, I'm losing, losing order. After that, we had a pet loss panel And uh, then we had Bobby Jo, who is also a veteran. She was unable to be on the first responders panel. She shared her personal story. Uh, We had Eleni. I have Yambalas. She is married. I don't have her married name in front of me. I apologize. And we ended our day with Marissa Cohen. Eleni talked about the stigmas and... Uh, judgments in this world of suicide and overdose. She shared her story. I've been getting messages since um, in the in the in the event page and both and personally, I put te- uh, text messages as well. Marissa Cohen talked about domestic violence and how you lose your identity in that relationship and then what happens, how you have to end the relationship. 
tomorrow we have another full day ahead of us of speakers. So, so much to look forward to. We have had schedule changes. We've had speakers in the hospital. They have had family members in the hospital. Today, uh, it is one of our speakers' birthdays. We have um, Doug and Dave tomorrow speaking. They are, we had Dave Stevens yesterday speak. Uh, Doug and Dave are part of, he's, D Dave Stevens spoke about the disability camps that he is a part of. Doug and Dave, Doug Cornfield and Dave Clark are speaking tomorrow. They will be speaking about those camps, their podcast, books, um, all that they do also to help disabled kids, their personal stories. We have Jill McLennan, who will be speaking. She um, helps with end of life. We have, these are all people who I can't say, I, want, I was about to say dear friend, and I don't want to say that anyone is less important to me than someone else. Um, Shalini Brault, who uh, has been a part of my Ruthless in the Rockies retreats and will always be. She uh, does energy healing, sound healing, um, so, so many things. She is, um, she is miraculous. My clients adore her. There, there just are not words to explain what she does. She's just, you, you have, if you can be a part of her live talk in the zoom room, she's speaking at noon mountain time, um, please. There are not, it, it, you can hear the recording, but if you can be a part of the experience, there is nothing like being in the energy in the room with her. We have Amanda Blackwood. Um, we have Matt. I draw a blank on his last name every time. And I apologize, Matt Bradley. He has a podcast here. We just recently connected. He is in Colorado, Sons Without Dads, I believe, is the name of the podcast. I apologize. Uh, we have Lindsay Marino, a medium. She is another, unlike, if you can be in the room, if you can be in the room, in the Zoom room, experience the virtual magic. Uh, and we're ending the day with Susan Snow, another Colorado person, I have recently connected with, uh, as I added to this event, because it is so important and it is so meaningful. Some of the speakers have connected me with more people. So some I have been fortunate to know a long time and know very, very closely. Others I am just getting to know and recently connecting with all have extremely powerful stories and messages to share with you uh, and faces of grief I started to talk about. We announced it live yesterday uh, in the event, but I shared it live on Zoom through Facebook. Um, it is going to be a book project, a collaborative book project. If you have a story to share, sharing it with other authors, being a part of a collaborative project, especially if you're a first-time author. I shared my story for the first time that way. My my book, my own book, is coming out in 2024. 
Um, but doing it with others, it's a vulnerable thing. Um, this is a vulnerable topic. People have been so grateful and thanking me for creating a virtual space. When I first started planning and having the event, I decided to do it virtually. And then as I was doing so, uh, I thought, you know, I'm a speaker. I have many, many people in my world who are speakers. Let's have have a live event. Um, and people were buying live tickets, but still coming virtually. And I think I mentioned this Monday. Um, I reached out and I was just curious why. It's part of my nature. I just want to check in and make sure everyone is okay. Uh, and grief is difficult, especially in the early stages. But being in a room, if you are one of the people struggling in this world right now, the way this world is, which is another reason I'm doing this, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe if you know you're going to cry, if you know you might walk out of the room uh, to cry and come back in. If you know that will make people, you know, turn their heads because the door is going to open and close. This was me. I went to Jack Canfield to work with Jack Canfield, whose name has come up so many times during this event. He's my mentor, one of my mentors. He's how I've connected with so, so many of the speakers uh, and so, so many of the people in my life who are now my family. Uh, but not just that, they're the people who uh, lifted me up when I didn't know I was going to make it, when I didn't believe I would make it, when I didn't think it was possible to get through it, when I didn't know what was next, when I was lost. And in that time, I didn't know why I was doing it. I felt I had to. Uh, I found the community almost a year after losing Jim and did it because I felt called to do it. My intuition, I didn't know that's what it was then, but we all have it for over 40 years. I guess at that point it was almost 45. Uh, I had argued it away. I had pushed it away. I had ignored it. I had believed other people's voices, um, I, I, you know, especially when we're grieving and we're not sleeping and I didn't trust myself. I didn't know what was up from down. I didn't know, you know, my own name. I didn't know anything. So I certainly didn't think I knew what was best. But at this point in August of 2018, I lost Jim December 27th of 2017. I knew I had to go to the mountains for our anniversary. That was the first thing I knew I had to do. There were little things along the way, right? There were things I said yes to that I suddenly had major anxiety or panic attacks um, that I didn't go to or changed my mind to or let people think I just didn't show up to when I actually was there but just didn't go in. Uh, all those things along the way that were intuition that you just don't know it's your body telling you what to do, but you haven't been taught these things yet. And so 
Uh, um, there were decisions I made along the way. There was the first funeral and then that was in Colorado, but there was the Michigan people, the people who couldn't make it to Colorado. So we had to have the Michigan funeral, but then there was the third event, the event his family wanted and needed to have for reasons. Um, there were things that had happened, but I had requests and I had wishes that I, I, I just had a few simple requests that I asked uh, and that were not honored. And so I did not go to the third funeral and that was not, let's not received well, isn't even how you can put it. You know, they, they, to this day, don't understand that decision, but it was what I had to do. Um, when you are deeply grieving there are some things that you do that knock you back down or and you just can come up for air. Uh, the funeral, the first funeral, you know, I don't I don't even know how I got through it. That was in the first days, weeks. The second, I had just been able to start feeling like I could maybe come up for air. And so that was getting to Michigan getting through it. And I left earlier than planned. And boy, was their judgment for that too. That was the first, um, or maybe the eighth, you know, judgment from his family that I was knocked down and judged and critiqued and not accepted for. But I left early. I had to, my family understood and accepted it. I was recovering from back surgery. I was not with Sassy. I only had Sassy at that time. Uh, and so that was one decision, uh, but that took me at least a week to recover from and get back to status quo of pain, right? Like get back to not even even, <laughs> right? Um, so it's for there to be a third, my therapist and I did lots of talking and thinking and working. And I made the decision with my therapist that it wasn't healthy or good or safe for me to get on a plane and do it again. I was just coming up for air again. So we learn though. There were a few things along the way, a few decisions that I made, but going to the mountains in August, that was one I knew I had to do. And in that decision, I met someone who connected me with my Jack Canfield community. And these are the people who um, lifted me up and helped me breathe and helped me know I would get through what I didn't believe I could and helped me. There were people who were further along. I met widows further along. I knew I would get wherever next was, even though I didn't know what next was. I didn't know grief had then. I didn't believe I would do this then. I still was resisting certainly my line of work, but grief altogether. Uh, and so we have to do the things that happen along the way. And, and, and that was happening to me. I didn't live that way. I didn't do what felt right that was new to me. I, I didn't 
those were those were new things doing what felt right not knowing but meeting the people connecting with Jack Canfield making the decision taking 2019 to do the work to learn to to learn and figure out I'll smile I'll meet the people who I'll laugh with I'll figure out what's next. I'll figure out that not knowing is okay. I'll learn to embrace not knowing. I'll become this Sam. I will learn to live by intuition. I will create healing together through the holidays, not just the Be Ruthless show or Grief Hab, because it's not about me or these things. There are people hurting and struggling the way I was then who don't know what's up, who don't know who to look to, where, when, or how. And when I didn't believe that I could trust me, when I was believing that other people knew better than me, that I should look to other people. I had the answers all along because I knew I had to go to the mountains. I knew that much. My body knew certain times that I couldn't go into certain places or that I couldn't handle certain things, even if it showed itself in anxiety or panic attack even if that was uncomfortable. The fact that the world doesn't acknowledge and make it safe or comfortable for people to talk about this, I'm making that my problem because it is. I was comfortable saying, I'm not okay. I really was. I didn't care about that. I didn't care if that made anybody else uncomfortable. I had no problem saying I'm not working. I'm not okay. I don't know what's next. I just didn't know what was happening. We change with grief. Our bodies change with grief. Our personalities changed with grief. I wasn't able to do the same things. I didn't enjoy the same things. And sometimes putting that into words can be overwhelming or difficult. And that's why I believe there's a National Grief Awareness Week. Because we need to be able to say, it's National Grief Awareness Week. I'm struggling sleeping or I'm missing so-and-so or I lost my childhood home. We moved and I am missing it. Whatever our loss is, there's hundreds. Look up if you feel like it. I invite you to the awareness days, because we hear about the humorous ones and they're fun and they're entertaining and I'm not against them. But look, get a calendar for the, for the, the sake of the awareness days that matter. 
but I can't tell you how many I didn't put on. There's not room for every single medical one that matters. There's someone out there with every single medical awareness day that matters. There can be a calendar for that too. There's every single awareness, every single awareness day that exists matters to someone. That that's that's a relevant point. National Grief Awareness Day, Awareness Day and Week matter to me because I experience grief. I've lost the love of my life. But you will too. Whether that's your best friend, whether you experience an injury and can't play the sport you love, if you're an, a professional athlete, whether you lose the job of your dreams, whatever grief looks like to you, it's real. And if somebody tells you that you can't deal with those feelings, number one, I'm going to swear that's bullshit. The way we heal is by dealing with it. If somebody told you that you couldn't go to the bathroom or that you couldn't get sick, it'd be worse, right? Like, I mean, what happens then? We get worse. We have to feel the feelings to get through them. It's not fun. Some people avoid the feelings and they show up another way and they show up worse. Get this calendar for $20 instead of one something else. Instead of one pizza for the artwork alone. Because it's moving, it's powerful, and it matters. Get the calendar as a gift if you don't want it for yourself because someone in this world needs it. And it's beautiful. I'm looking right now at July, 2024. It's a beautiful picture of, uh, in memory of my happy family by Katie. I can't tell her story, but it is a picture of a heart broken, like with, you know, with like, drawn into a broken heart and and um a bunch of different colors pictures in the background july is social wellness month talk to us month bereaved parents awareness month minority mental health awareness month disability pride month i mean these things matter and those are just the months i didn't read you the days or the weeks there's quotes I put on the bottom. Things we lose have a way of coming back to us in the end, if not always in the way we expect. J.K. Rowling. I mean, the next picture for August is, it's like of a dark sky with one uh, arm reaching out uh, and like a balloon floating away. And in the balloon, there's like a tear. And then there's, I guess this is my my perception of the of the artwork, the painting. Um raindrops, but I in my opinion the raindrops look like tears, tear shapes and then grass and it's artwork by Annie L. And August is 
Intersectionality Awareness Month, National Wellness Month. Grief is not a disorder, a disease, or a sign of weakness. The only care for grief is to grieve. I mean, I don't want to go on and on. I would love it if you support this by getting a calendar. If you have a story to share or know someone with a story to share, Faces of Grief is going to be like the chicken soup for the soul books. Um, creator is Jack Canfield, who I've spoken a lot about in this uh, podcast and in the Healing Together through the holidays workshop. So many of the speakers have spoken about him and the success principles. Um, his book, The Success Principles, is what I was reading in the mountains with Sassy when I was sitting there. Someone came up to me and said, are you part of the Canfield group? And I said, the Canfield group, what's that? And we ended up hanging out that entire eight or 10 days I was up there. Um, and I hadn't been the most social. I was grieving Jim and I was only spending time with certain people and she had a puppy and Sassy played with that puppy the entire week, eight, 10 days. And I came home and decided to, I had not only had to get a puppy, I had to get a puppy before Jim's birthday, which is September 7th. Um, because I, I didn't know how I would get through Jim's birthday, like another difficult landmark day. Um, during that first year of grieving that loss without him here. So that is how Dallas came to be here with us during that pivotal week that I might point out people in my world, my loved ones who I turn to, who um, who write, who, who quote, know better than me when my intuition, who I, who I, my intuition that I normally argue away from or argue uh, against, they didn't want me to go to the mountains, drive by myself, long, windy drive, um, just with sassy when music and driving had been really difficult is anxiety provoking anyway, but music had been making me sad, you know, just all of the things they didn't want me going. And I went anyway, I listened to myself and all of these things happened during this trip. Um, and since then, I have never, ever, ever stopped listening to my intuition, even when the people who love me the most and mean well think otherwise. Uh, and now they don't question my intuition either. Um, and there have been times in my life, all these other times when my intuition um, was leading me one way, but my dad and people who I love dearly thought differently. And I thought, well, they must know best. They love me. Um, I, you know, what do I know? I don't have evidence to tell me this. So this was this monumental point in my healing journey. So um, healing together through the holidays, you can still sign up. You can listen to the Zoom recordings with us live, talk to the speakers, interact, ask questions every day uh, through the 9th, through December 9th. National Grief Awareness Week ends the 8th, but the event is through the 9th and the library will stay open. You can listen to the recordings, access the resources, hear everything, and I might even keep it open longer and continue to have more speakers. Who knows? This stuff is important. So you can register. The link is in the show notes. 
please consider getting a calendar, support these kids who have turned their grief into art. The link is in the show notes. Share with any and everyone. This is important stuff. No one knows it's National Grief Awareness Week. Share this podcast, share this event, share this calendar. Um, these speakers talks have been powerful. Share this event. Let the world know. Uh, it means a lot to me because I want other people to know that you could be sitting next to someone who is a widow who lives alone and you could say, you know what, let's go out to dinner or let's go get coffee. Or you could call someone in your world who is struggling and just change their day. So this calendar has all of these days and weeks and months, and you can, if you know someone who works for an organization that could get these calendars for their entire staff, sponsor Faces of Grief, be a sponsor, get your name on this project if you know an athlete, an artist who wants to make a mark on this world, on this topic, please reach out, sam at samantharuth.com, uh, Healing Together Through the Holidays, National Grief Awareness Week. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the ruthless movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week. Bye.